Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It is November 1st, and I'm feeling a bit quaked because it feels like last November was like a few months ago. It's just kind of crazy to me, and I'm sure you can also relate. So I hope everyone has having a great week. Hope you had a great Halloween. Bitch, I don't even care about Halloween at all. Like I've talked about this, but I just, I don't relate. Like some people get so into it. And I just have never really cared. Yeah, I think I talked about this in a vlog. But it's just never really been something that I relate to. Except, you guys know the story of Chad. We did meet Chad on like the one time that we went out to like parties. Like random parties in my hometown. So I guess that's kind of an iconic memory. Happy Chadoween, as we like to say. Anniversary of Chad. But other than that, like I would never go out on halloween i remember last year i didn't go out my first year in la just because it's i don't know i feel like it's always just kind of crazy and people what okay so basically what i have come to realize because i went out this past weekend i think on saturday like the saturday before halloween and it was kind of halloween if i do say so myself and it was such a flop like not fun not lit I don't know, like, none of my friends are that into Halloween either, Um, and just kind of the vibe of, the vibe that I was getting is everyone who doesn't normally go out goes out, well, not everyone, but just more people, and everything is super expensive, you have to pay to get into places, and it just was not for me, Um, so with that being said, did not care to go out on actual Halloween. I woke up and did a leg day today, and now I'm doing a podcast, so feeling humble, but today is one of my best friend's birthdays. Shout out to Izzy if you guys saw all of my stories. Bitch, she honestly is one of the first people that I really met out here. Like, I remember the day that I first, like, saw her, and then I remember the first day we actually talked, and it's just always been such a good vibe, and this past year we've just gotten a lot closer, and... I don't know like we do love so everyone go wish her a happy birthday so um kind of the, the celebrations begin today sis not halloween fuck a halloween um so yeah i hope if you enjoy halloween though i hope you had a good time and like i, I wish i cared <laughs> like i wish it was a holiday i cared about um but i don't but seeing all of the pictures of like little kids costumes that makes me excited like i don't know that's like oh my god i can't wait to have kids and like dress them up oh my god so cute but for myself it's like bench whatever um today we are sipping a tea also earlier this morning i had a cup of coffee three shots of espresso and a pre-workout so doing good how about you (laughs) um so the first thing i wanted to talk about is actually something i of course saw on twitter this girl did a poll basically 
um, one of the polls was heterosexual men, what, how often do you orgasm or climax um, during sex? And there was like different options. And the option over 80% of the time, one, but like 70%. And then for heterosexual women, never won 34%. And then less than 50% of the time, won 31%. So majority of women, heterosexual women are not or very rarely climaxing during sex. And over 80% of the time, for most men, they are. So that's just kind of, dare I say, embarrassing. Um, But also, I thought it was interesting. um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of interesting that they talk about this in the book I'm reading as well, that I've talked about the past few podcasts. Um, But it's interesting because even with all the bullshit that we're going to get into of, you know, whatever, um, it's also like you can't, or it's very rare that a woman is just going to come from penetration. You know what I mean? Like you can't just put a dick in you or something in you and like that's it. You know, like most women need also clitoral stimulation. You need to be completely comfortable. Like as we're, as I'm learning in this book, it's just all about the context and your internal state as well as your external circumstances and all of that. Whereas men just like, my dick is hard. Therefore I am aroused. Um, And also something kind of interesting related to that. Just a quick side note is um, this idea of non-concordance. And basically for women, only 10% of the time, I think it's like your body. So like being wet, for example, like only 10% of the time are you actually fully aroused like in your mind when your genitals match that. Like only 10% of the time do your genitals match your state of arousal. Whereas men, it's like 50%. So that's also why in the book, they gave the example of like this guy walked in at like this guy was at a party and he walked into his friend, like raping this girl and he got hard, but inside he felt like horrified and he didn't feel aroused. So that would be an example of like, basically your genitals respond to what's sexually relevant, but then in your mind, you determine whether or not that's something you want or that you want to pursue or that is arousing to you. So I thought that was super interesting. But anyway, going back to these percentages, <laughs> so that's that's part of it. You know, and I think also it's kind of like the male standard is the norm and when women don't match the male, you know what <laughs> we flip it around cuz you know how like guys will say like females and men during the same sentence and it's like yeah, reduce women to our you know, whatever the fuck, but anyway, <laughs> um, when we're, we don't match the guy standard or how guys' bodies work, it's like we're looked at as secondary or like broken. Like, it's like, why don't you, why didn't you orgasm from this? And it's like, well, our bodies are different and our brains are different and we need different stuff for that. Um, and then also, I think a lot of it has to do with guys not knowing yeah like guys not knowing female anatomy and all of this stuff because even reading especially reading this book and just learning more about sex and arousal and everything that goes into it it's like I am surprised at some of these facts and I have experienced it so it's just kind of what we're taught and it kind of sucks and then also I think 
you know, not being able or not feeling comfortable speaking up for what we want in bed because it's like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing or I'm uncomfortable and I don't really trust this person. So then, of course, you're like stressed and you're uncomfortable and the context isn't the complete, completely like safe, comfortable feeling that you need to have in order to reach arousal and therefore climax. So a lot goes into it and that's why, you know, the more comfortable we can become in ourselves and our own sexualities, the better experiences we're going to have because we do and we will feel more comfortable with ourselves, but then also communicating what we need to our partners. Um, And also I would say don't, because I know I've definitely been in situations where looking back, I was like, why didn't I speak up? Why didn't I say what I wanted? And it's like, okay, well, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's like I wish we lived in a perfect world where it was always fine to like do that. But sometimes you just, it's like, whatever, I'll just get this over with and never talk to this person again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I guess like don't don't blame yourself because especially if you're in an uncomfortable situation or even worse, just like a scary situation, um, obviously you're not going to be completely comfortable and therefore not feel completely safe to speak up. So there's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, ladies, the first step is learning our own body. So get you a vibrator, bitch, and just learn about yourself and just practice, you know, like think of everything as, you know, okay, what can I, I I honestly think of it as like, what can I prove to myself? Because I'm like talking about all this, but then it's like, okay, it's time to actually come through for myself and come through for the other women in this world and practice what I preach. You know, we don't always do that, and that's forgive yourself, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, And also, if you regret doing something with someone, it's so easy to feel bad or feel ashamed, and, you know, everyone goes through shit that they regret, especially in that way, and you know, whatever you learned, moving on. Try not to dwell, I guess, on, like, if you, like, think about something, you're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Like, about sex or not, like, just remember that everything is a learning experience, and now you know for next time, honestly. Um, so I just kind of wanted to chat about that, because it's just, like, so shocking when you see the, those results in a poll. It's like, wow, like, great, like, also, I was watching, I love Sex in the City just because I love anything that has to do with like sex and just talking about sex openly. <laughs> I just, I'm so fascinated. I love it. Um, and how are they like, like I want this show to be redone. First of all, I want to see more representation in the show. I want them to actually be freaks because like they were like, oh yeah, like, oh my God. Or like just some of the things, I feel like it's very outdated in a lot of aspects and uh, yeah more representation they just seem to have like endless budgets for shoes and going out to eat and like going to parties and buying stuff and paying their rent it's like what bitch like bitch you're writing a newspaper column and that's been talked about um but they're like orgasming every time they have sex and they show it and it's just they're just having sex like missionary like nothing's happening like Um, so I would love to see an updated Sex in the City where there's more representation and they're actually freaks. 
ladies who can relate you know yeah that show is so outdated in so many ways like i remember when carrie was dating the guy and then he told her that he was bi and she got like so uncomfortable or like samantha started date like the one time she's like dating slash having sex with someone who's not white they definitely kind of like made it this fetish thing and then there was like there was just a lot of stereotypes yeah like sometimes i watch it i'm like oh my god this would not fly now and like love that show love to watch it but in a lot of aspects it's like and i just wish they were like actually freaky and not just like does he like me or not you know it's really annoying in a lot of ways as well the more i educate myself on stuff um so kind of i guess going off from that sort of it's kind of related um i just saw this tweet this morning i follow a lot of law of attraction twitter accounts and i would really recommend that you do the same because it's nice to see some positivity on your timeline once in a while you know i like to follow people who have relatable jokes even if they're about being sad all the time but then also a good law of attraction you know like a little like I am creating the change I wish to occur. I don't know. Uh, I tweeted one that said, anything is possible. Hashtag law of attraction, hashtag manifestation. So, you know, I'm just really trying to fit in with the law of attraction subculture. Um, but I saw this tweet and it said, law of attraction is not punishing you. Law of attraction is supporting you with evidence of your vibrational frequency. And this is just such... To me, this is such an example of, like, these random, mostly, like, dare I say, white, privileged bitches that are talking about the law of attraction and manifestation and not keeping in mind that not everyone has the resources that they have and the opportunities that they have and the life that they have based on oppression and you know inequalities and financial status and just all of that so yeah i love a good law of attraction but you can't i just hate when they're like you know like the you create your reality thing because sure having a positive mindset is only going to benefit you but saying that you create your circumstances like it's like true to a certain extent, but then there's other shit that goes into it. It's like, yeah, I love a good law of attraction, but I still have to deal with patriarchy, you know, and people have to deal with racism and all the bullshit that exists in this world. And I feel like, you know, it it doesn't always come from a place of, it's not like they're trying to be like that, but it just kind of comes from not being aware, I guess. And I feel like I've definitely had that in the past, but the more that I educate myself, the more I'm like, I I don't know, I, I'm just trying to be more careful with how I talk about the law of attraction and manifestation and stuff. I feel like it's more applicable towards like goals or like, I don't know, if you're on like a weight loss journey or you want to have a dream career or a dream apartment, like, yeah, visualizing this thing and whatever is going to be great. But I just hate those quotes and shit, that idea that like you create your reality and like everything is a result of your vibrational frequency it's like okay some people deal with a lot of shit that you're not even aware of just because of their race or just because of their um sexuality 
or whatever. And it's, I don't know, I just think it's very close-minded to say shit like that and not think of other people. (laughs) You know, so that's just, I don't know, it's almost like me reminding myself just to be aware of how I talk about, especially the law of attraction and just like everything, I guess, in general. Like, not everyone has your circumstances and your reality, so just be aware of that. And as I always like to think about for myself and as I try to say and I guess stand for is like, how can I use my privilege to help others who don't have it and to give them a voice and to give them a platform, you know? So make yourselves aware. Thank you. Drinking a tea. (laughs) Sipping that tea, shall we say. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I guess something else I wanted to talk about. I never want to talk about this shit because I don't want it to seem like I care. And... uh, Uh, well, it's just kind of uncomfortable for me to, not uncomfortable, but it's kind of just like, uh, I don't, bitch, I'm so over it, like, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, I used to be kind of, like, queen of aspects, and then I stopped posting aspects, and I archived a lot of them, like, recently, because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to be a catfish, because I, I am really good at knowing my angles and poses, and I can make myself look slim thick, but that doesn't mean I look like that all the time in real life, you know what I mean? So I was like, part of me was like, uh... I don't want to be a catfish and then part of me is also like I don't really want to have that be my brand and I love a good aspect like but just for myself I'm just like uh, I don't really want to be known as that and then people see me and they're like what um but I posted an aspect for the first time in a while and it was like a before and after like from two years ago before I started like lifting weights and all of that and like to now and I wrote this like caption because I was like, okay, I don't just want to like post an ass pic. I want it to be meaningful, should we say. And so I was talking about how, like, I feel like I struggle. I don't want to use, like, is body dysmorphia something you get diagnosed with? Like, I, I don't actually know. And I, I feel like I should know that, but I don't know. I just feel like we all struggle with this to a certain extent. Obviously, I don't know if it's body dysmorphia. I feel like that might be more extreme. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not really educated on the clinical diagnosis of it, but I definitely, a lot of the time, look in the mirror and I just think that I look like how I did when I was like 14 and so skinny and going through it, you know? Um, And then I'll look at pictures or I'll look at before and afters and I'm like, okay, bitch, chill. Or like I'll work out and I'll be like, okay, like I don't look like that. I definitely look different. My body looks different. Like, bitch, this ass looks different. And yeah, I feel like that's also where some of my insecurity comes from and like why I decided to delete the photos, but then also why I posted, why I was posting as pics in the first place. Like, it's like, I feel like I have something to prove because um, I just want reassurance that I don't look like how I did when I was like 14, 15, not eating and like having a, dare I say, triggering time. <laughs> um, so a lot of it just comes from insecurity. Uh, and so I posted these photos and I was like, okay, I'm just going to post it. Like, I feel confident about this. I feel like I look really good and I feel like I can see the difference. And also in, in before and after photos, it's like, you know, in yourself, the, 
um, I guess all the emotions that you've gone through. Like I look at the old photo of me and I'm like, my life was so different. I was so different. My confidence levels have improved so much since then. And it's just kind of everything. It's not just like, look at my ass before and after, which I guess that's how people see it because they're not you. They don't know what's going on in your head. So I posted it. And although a lot of people were so nice and so supportive, I did, of course, get those comments that are like, you look the same. You looked better before. Um, it's the same. Like, what, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. So then I'm like, oh, now I feel stupid for posting this. And I just start overthinking it. And I'm like, bitch, what? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just something I'm so, like, I don't know. I feel like that's definitely something I'm insecure about. Because just growing up and being told like you're too skinny you don't have an ass you don't have boobs and just letting that like define me in my head and like I don't know it's just trying to overcome that I guess I'm trying to overcome society's expectations and then also like what guys want but then trying to fight it and like it's like I don't want my body to be the only thing about me I don't want to be known for that I don't want to let my confidence be determined by how I look or how appealing I am to men or how well I fit society's standards of the ideal body but it's like it still does and it's kind of like I feel like I'm disappointing myself when I don't feel completely confident or when I want something to be changed about how I look. So I guess it's just one of those things that like you really have to practice mindfulness. So when I'm thinking those things or like reading those you know negative comments or whatever, I just try to really remind myself that, okay, this is like a result of you know societal conditioning shall we say and just like all the bullshit that's been fed to us throughout all these years and you know I'm worthy of being happy and I'm worthy of you know I guess like getting not like I don't want to say attention from guys but getting like respect and love and you know I'm worthy of having like genuine connections with people regardless of how I look and it's so hard to fucking think that remind yourself of that sometimes because it's so hard to to overcome that when everything in your world and everything society teaches us and what guys expect is the opposite. But, you know, just reminding yourself. And I guess I wanted to talk about this just to let anyone out there who's also dealing with this or has dealt with this, like just to remind you that you're not alone in it. And everyone has insecurities. And just because someone looks good in a photo doesn't mean they feel good all the time or that they feel confident about it all the time so I guess I just want to talk about that lightly because it's definitely been something on my mind and I don't know like posting an aspect is like who am I now like what like what do you mean um so yeah <laughs> but hintyway let me know your thoughts on any of these subjects. I love a good classic Stella Ray podcast, a little anti-holiday, <laughs> a little sex, a little 
law of attraction, but also law of attraction bullshit, a little ass pick, you know, it's like a really good Stella Ray podcast starter pack, I'd say. Um, so thank you so much. And don't forget to remind yourself and catch yourself when you're thinking these negative thoughts about yourself or your body or whatever. Remind yourself that it's just thoughts and that it's just a result of your, you know, just society, like your external surroundings, you know? And we've just internalized it and believed it to be true, but really it's not. So fuck a man's opinion. Fuck a society's expectations. You can be great and live your best life exactly how you are and you don't need anyone's validation. Even though that's so fucking hard to believe and it's so hard to practice that, that is the truth. So thank you for listening. Let me know what you want me to talk about next week and I will see you guys then. Bye everyone.